Hello, everyone. I don't know about you, but I am not sure about 2022. And yes, that was a Taylor Swift reference. Was it cringy? Maybe. Do I care? Not entirely. Anyways, this is very exciting because it is the first Thursday of the new year and I'm doing a podcast to commemorate it, although I normally do podcasts every Thursday, so it's not that much different than any other Thursday. However, I am a little bit sad because it's freezing outside and we've now like dipped into like the eight degree weather that Colorado occasionally has. And granted, we are in a very severe drought. So we need all the snow and moisture and rain that we could possibly get because this is just not ideal, especially with the fires that just happened up in Superior and Boulder. It's more pertinent now than ever that we get moisture. Um, very scary. And also there's just been like kind of a damper in Colorado in general. There was a shooting that just happened right near my house in Denver. So that was great. And I didn't even find out about it until five hours after the fact, which is kind of terrifying. (laughs) Very scary. I actually found out about it on Facebook of all things. Like I read the news very regularly. Didn't see anything about that. I even drove past it without even knowing that there was a shooting that had happened there. And I was on my way to get ice cream and I was like, oh, I wonder what those lights are all about. Well, needless to say, I did indeed find out what that was about and um, it was quite depressing. And I think there was another shooting that happened on New Year's Day over at a bar that I've been to before. It's just scary. Like, you cannot go anywhere anymore. It's really concerning. Like, every time I go somewhere now, I have that really morbid thought, like, am I really going to get, like, shot up in a TJ Maxx right now? Like, I know that that's a horrible way to phrase that, but truly, like, that is just my anxiety daily thoughts that I have. So I thought I'd share those with you. But I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible for this new year because last year, I mean, I didn't have any expectations, to be honest, just with COVID. And I really didn't think, I didn't know. Like, there was just this feeling of the unknown. Like, no one knew what was going to happen with COVID or really with the year in general. And I really had no idea what was going to happen with graduating college. I was like, if, like, am I going to get a job? Am I going to get employed? Like, what is my life going to look like this year? Luckily, um, it didn't turn out as shitty as I maybe thought it would have a year ago. And so I thought this episode could be dedicated to just like a 2021 reflection and just reflection of life in general and kind of what I'm hoping for in 2022 and maybe some things in general in the world that I'm hoping will happen. So without further ado, let's talk about it. I want to kick it off with the depressing shit first because it's always better, in my opinion, to get the bad news out first. Just let it out because that way, once you do, you feel a little bit better when you talk about the good news, okay? And I mean, I think to be fair, every bad thing that has happened this past year, there was like good and bad to it. So it's not entirely bad, at least in my opinion. There were ups and downs to them, but let's just get into it. I think just starting off at the beginning of the year with COVID still being a thing and a very big thing at that, just because like Christmas and New Year's and people are still traveling, so COVID cases were spiking just as they are currently. Um, I think 
2021, the start of it was just like, damn, like, is this really going to be what the rest of the year looks like? And lo and behold, the rest of the year did indeed <laughs> look like that. A little bit better with like the restrictions being lifted which was nice, not having to wear, like, masks in bars for a little bit period of time. Um, that's definitely back in place now. So, it was nice having a little respite throughout the year from COVID, even though restrictions were eventually put back in place. And we just started off really negatively just with COVID being a thing. Like, my new year, 2021, I spent at a movie theater and we had to reserve the movie theater because you weren't allowed to see movies with other people. So that was pretty wild. And I thought, is this what life is going to look like? But also I couldn't give a shit less because I hate going to movies with other people, specifically people who bring their crying children. Um, Austin and I went to see The Eternals. If you're not a Marvel fan, you should be. Great, phenomenal movie. Angelina Jolie, my queen. But I was so angry throughout that entire movie because some woman brought her crying, wailing, maybe three-month-old, and I was like, you're joking. You're joking. Can you not wait for this to be on Disney Plus? And it would have made more sense if we had seen the movie in an earlier time, but it, we the movie started at nine. I was like, your child should be in bed. Like, this is, you're doing a disservice to your child and to yourself. So, people were literally booing her, and if we had tomatoes, we would have thrown them. I mean, it was just, it was horrid. So, yeah, I'm not a, a huge fan of people in the movie theater, but I remember that being so weird to me at the beginning of 2021. I was like, this is not normal. And I don't hate it, but I, I don't love it because we're still obviously in a pandemic, pandemic, panty pandemic. Um, yeah, not great. Not great. And then shortly after that, I went to Vegas for the first time since I'm 21. I've been to Vegas prior to being 21, but obviously it was not fun at all and I couldn't partake in anything even though I knew I was drinking underage but I couldn't partake in that legally so that always sucked. So we finally went to Vegas and it was the worst time possible to go to Vegas. I mean the worst. Nothing really was open and if it was you had to make reservations like five weeks in advance. Austin and I had such a hard time like going to places because everywhere we turned it was like you can't, you can't, you're not allowed. Like you needed a reservation like eight months ago, and we were um, quite shell shocked, to be honest with you. That was a major disappointment. Also, just stupid on our ends. But we had already bought our tickets, and we're like, we're still going. Um, and I also now get horrible raging hangovers. Like I used to be built of iron, and I literally used to be Iron Woman when it came to drinking. Like. I was notorious for just being able to do that in college, like just drink and not have any consequences. And now I suffer from quite possibly the worst hangovers ever. So every time I drink, I'm like, why do I drink? And I think I'm going to stop because it's just that bad. So Vegas was obviously not condu a conducive environment for that. Um, but it was cool just, you know, being there, I guess. I also wore heels. 
um, the first night we were there, which was a complete and utter mistake. Um, I'm not a heels person. I'm more of a wedge person or a high boot. Not really a heels person. If you know me, you already know that. I really struggle. So if you know tips, um, hit, hit your girl up. But yeah, so Austin looked at me and he was like, are you really going to wear those heels? Like, aren't they going to hurt? And I was like, no. Like, I literally wore them around for sorority recruitment. And I did. I really did. And I was like, so it's not going to matter. I was walking in like eight miles that day. Like, I could do it. Again, I was, I used to be built of iron. I used to. So 15 minutes walking and I was like, I'm literally going to kill myself. So I quite literally took off my heels on the Las Vegas strip. Yep. I walked barefoot back to Planet Hollywood. How horrid. And I still never caught COVID. Um, cross my heart. Also knock on wood. I still haven't caught COVID. I'm not sure how I didn't. I have been traveling so much the past two years, more than I ever have in my life. And I really, Rona has evaded me and I don't know how because I literally have the worst immune system of anyone I know. Um, I never drink water. I basically sustain myself off of hazelnut coffee and cheese. And so I, I'm not, I'm not doing my best health wise. So I'm not sure why COVID it hasn't chosen me as its number one victim. I also have a horrid immune system, really immunocompromised with like severe asthma. So I'm just not doing great in that respect. Um, but yeah, I, I had to take off my heels on COVID and I still avoided the Rona. Don't know how, don't know why, but yeah, Vegas sucked. So that, that was deeply, deeply unfortunate. And then in that same month, I went to a strip club for the first time and not a male strip club because I don't know about other women, but going to male strip clubs makes me actually very uncomfortable. Like, I don't find them attractive (laughs) because I'm more of, like, a dad bod person. Like, I don't like seeing someone that's more fit than me in a guy, you know? (laughs) I don't like that. So, and I also just think it's creepy. Like, I don't want to be danced on. I already don't like being touched by anyone even that I love. So, (laughs) like, being you know, getting like a lap dance or something from a man does not interest me in the slightest. I just, yeah, it totally does not. It disinterests me. But for my friend's birthday, we went to an all-female strip club. And boy, was that the time of our fucking lives. It was a blast. The women really appreciated us being there because we were obviously the only women in a room full of like men who were there alone, creepily ogling at them and like, it's, you know, I was just talking to my grandma about this. I, for the life of me, do not understand, like, why men do go to strip clubs because it's so embarrassing. Like, the thought that you have to pay someone to like you or to get turned on, I don't know. That's just, ew. Gives me the ick. Gives me the ick. Um, but I've gotten lucky. Every guy that I've ever dated or really talked to, for that matter, is not a strip club guy. Like, they're like, I, I do not want to pay someone to, to look at me. Like, am I really that bad? And I agree with that. I really agree with that. I don't see the joy in it. I don't see the interest in it, but women supporting women is just so fascinating because we're like looking at not really them, but their dance moves. You know, it's not about the sexual fantasy of it all. It's just like appreciating them and supporting them. And it was a phenomenal night. 10 out of 10 would go again. Um, and I also just want to bring a baseball bat and just like Ugh, the men so gross I could throw up just thinking about it. So yeah, a lot of first times that January. Really, really exciting. Um February I broke up with my boyfriend. <laughs> 
And the sad thing about it was that I was actually still, he, he lived in Washington and I was stuck there. And little did I know that um, basically the biggest snowstorm Washington has seen since like 1930 occurred while I was there. And I, so I obviously had to leave his house because like I'm not staying here when I just broke up with you. Like how awkward would that be? <laughs> so I went to a hotel um, next to the airport. And everything was fine that night, but the next day was Valentine's Day, and I was like, ooh, I did myself dirty. Like, I I did myself dirty breaking up with someone before Valentine's Day. I should have waited the day after, but I, I was so irritated. I was like, I literally hate you, and I can't do this anymore. So, um, rough times. Um, yeah, v- very rough. And then, um, so yeah, first night was great, but then I was snowed in my Seattle hotel for three days. Like flights kept getting canceled left and right. I kept having to rebook my hotel room. It was shitty. And not to mention, like I was in school during this time. So I was like, fuck it. It was, it was very bad. Not good. But then I finally got home. Thank God. Um, and then I'm like any other idiot. I got back with my boyfriend, um, because he, you know, great narcissistic apologizer that he is. And then I broke up with him again in April. Great decision. Best decision. Needed to happen. I was like, I, again, I still hate you. Nothing's changed. So that's what happens when you're trauma bonded people. You stay with someone that you don't like because you think that's what's going to come out of your trauma. Um, yeah, no, don't do that. Wouldn't recommend. So great decision. Finally cut him off for good in April. Um, nothing really happened that like interestingly march and april besides the breakup and then obviously graduating college like just preparing to take my finals which were all online which really scares me because when i do eventually go back to grad school i'm going to be like very extremely un- unprepared for in person classes or whatever is going to be my fate <laughs> i'm not excited for that but um, I was very concerned about graduation because I was like, what the hell am I going to do? Um, I'm not going to grad school unlike I had planned. And that really threw me off, really threw me off because that, that was my whole plan. And when I decided not to go, I was like, okay, bitch, well, what are you going to do now? I had applied, and I think I've mentioned this before, like over 280 jobs. I was just nonstop. That was all my time was dedicated to applying and doing interviews and whatever. Um, I had one job that I got in February. And then I was like, actually, I don't want this and I'm never going to be able to live off of this paycheck. And then I went into corporate America with the government. (laughs) So very two different jobs. And I've been working there ever since. Again, I'm not really sure what I'm going to, if I'm going to up and change that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I definitely am planning to go back to school though this fall. So we'll see about that as well. However, so yeah, I was this time last year, like super worried about what am I going to do after college? Like, what am I going to do after graduation? Um, so eventually I found something. So that was great. That was the good news. But the job search itself was a downer, like major downer. It was just rejection left or right. And then there was like an acceptance every now and then. And then I got letters like in October saying we'd like to interview. I'm like, bitch, I applied in March. Like this is not acceptable. And I hate you really hate you. So, it was good though that I finally got a job. And then obviously graduation was super exciting. Like, great highlight of the year, taking graduation photos and doing the whole shebang, um, having a graduation party, just celebrating with my really good friends. It was amazing and 
everything I could have asked for, to be honest. So that was all very exciting. And just not having to do homework anymore. Amazing. Love it. And then I went out of the country for the first time. Amazing. Um, I have, I've actually developed flight anxiety. So that's pretty great. I developed that back in 2020, like right after the election. Um, because I flew on the day of the election. I was like, oh my God, like airports are going to be bombed again. That's my anxiety talking, like worst, um, scenario ever. That's what I'm thinking of. So now I have flight anxiety and I need Xanax, um, to fly. (laughs) But, um, so I was a little bit worried about going out of the country, although I was just going to Mexico, which is like a two-hour flight. I went to Cancun, so it was not far away at all. And I went with three of my friends, and it was very fun. I got tan. I went on a boat. I was in the ocean, like living my best life. It was the perfect way to end graduation. And I also have, we've been planning to go to Mexico for the past three years. But the first year, a lot of people got out. My ex-boyfriend's grandma died. It was just like very traumatic. We couldn't go. And then 2020, we couldn't go because um, COVID and I broke up or sorry, I was broken up with by my boyfriend right before we left. And he was like, hey, bitch, can I get my money back? And I was like, hmm. No, I'll take that as emotional compensation. Thank you so much. Anyways, so finally we got to go and it was a great way um, to just get out finally of the country. Although I've always wanted to go to Canada or like the Czech Republic. I know those are so random, but I'm just, I have a very like yearning desire to, to go to those places. So hopefully I'll be able to leave the country more this year. That's one of my goals in 2022 is to challenge myself to go to more countries. Um, obviously financially depending. L-O-L, L-O-L. So yeah, that was great. Phenomenal. Um, I turned 22. Yeah, right? Did I? Yeah, I turned 22. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was my T-swizzle year. Very, a phenomenal birthday. Probably the best birthday I've ever had. It was a Cowboys versus Aliens party. Everyone dressed the fucking nines. It was hot as fucking hell outside, but we had an, a phenomenal time, even though I had a panic attack on my birthday. Going off of that, um, 2021 was my worst year mental health-wise. Like, I was down bad. And I think it was just from ending college and like not really knowing what was going to happen to me or what my future held. It was very anxiety inducing. So that was really tough for me. I was like, I just don't know how I'm going to get through this mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever, which way. Um, And I'm still kind of struggling with that. But my goal this year is to just really do things to promote good mental health. And I've already started it. On New Year's, I already began to cut out really toxic relationships from my life. Um, I've also took myself out of what could have been a very precarious situation for myself because I sometimes do let my anger get the best of me, particularly when I'm drinking. Like that is definitely one way to really set off my fucking buttons. On New Year's Eve, I was obviously drinking and I had had a conversation with an old friend of mine, basically confronting them about how they're not a great friend anymore. And obviously it wasn't taken well, even though I desperately did not want to talk about it that evening, but of course it happened. And um, and I told myself, he, he told me something and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I have to separate myself from the situation. And that was the best fucking thing I could have done for myself. So I'm really trying to promote, again, healthy relationships this year. Like get rid of all the toxicity, get rid of the fakeness. All I want is genuine, true friendships and relationships. So that was a good set for me. And I'm proud of myself because I've really been working on like setting boundaries with people 
and myself. And that was a great way to start the new year, even though it's kind of weird because it was a horrible way getting into it, but also it needed to happen. And I'm really happy that it did. So there's that. Um, but yeah, mental health wise, just got to do what I got to do. Um, I started this podcast last year, which is crazy to think about. I've always wanted to do a podcast. Like anytime someone's like, what's your dream job? I either say I want to be a death penalty lawyer or I want to be a podcast host. Um, I talk a fuckload. And so I thought this would be the perfect avenue slash hobby to get myself involved in. Never realized how expensive it would be or how difficult it would be like time consuming wise. But it's been really fun and I want to have more guests on this year. I want to have better equipment. I eventually want to get on Twitch and start doing like video version of it. And so I'm really trying to expand myself because I want to be dedicated to this hobby. Truly, realistically, that's what I want to do. So hopefully Ginger Spice and Everything Nice becomes a name for itself, you know? You know, my sister got me merch for Christmas. Like, she literally made me my own merch. And I was like, you are the coolest gift giver ever, aren't you, Cecilia? So, she's awesome for that. And I, you know, maybe one day I will have merch people can buy. If You know, you never know. You just never know. Um, what else happened to me? Um, what did I do? I, I don't know. I, I went to Washington again because I just can't not go back. Um, I started therapy. That's probably one of the biggest things I did last year. When I say I was down bad, I mean, I was down bad. Like, I wasn't going to off myself bad, but it was nearing there, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Like, I just, I was so sad all the time and for no reason. And I was almost becoming like agoraphobic. I couldn't leave my house. Like I was just terrified of everything and anything. And it was just not, it was not good. And usually I have that seasonally, like two weeks throughout the year. And this year it like spread for three months. So I told myself, I was like, yeah, bitch, you need to go fucking see someone. So I finally saw a therapist whom I truly love and adore. He has helped me so much. And I think he's the reason why I'm actually went from like a fucking 10 on a scale of one to 10 of being down bad and 10 being real down bad. And now I'm, uh, I'm functioning off like a two or three on a good day. So that I'm just, I'm blessed, truly, truly blessed. I can never, ever not like therapy is the best thing you can probably do for yourself. Even if you're in a healthy mindset, just being able to talk to someone who's so objective, like doesn't have any bias towards any which way and can give you true and honest advice and challenges you as well is so beyond important. And it's really just the venting thing too, because I have so much to say and sometimes I can't share that with a person. So that's been phenomenal for me. And then of course I moved out of my grandparents' house, which was bound to happen. I was planning on leaving anyways. Um, once I got myself all financially settled and more money in my savings account. So I moved and I moved to a city. It wasn't the city I wanted to move to. Um, I, to be quite honest with you, I do not want to stay in Colorado and I actually have no desire to live in a city. Um, I used to, unless it was, unless it's like Boston or something or like, a cool town on the East Coast. I'd be down for that or maybe Wisconsin. But other than that, I've been wanting to live and just, I want to live on a lake. I want to live on a lake in Tennessee. Like that's my retirement fucking dream. Ever since I went there a few years ago, I'm like, this is the life and I, and I want this life. I want to live this life. 
I wanted so bad. So that's what I want to end up doing. But I really, I'm kind of over the city and I definitely didn't want to live in Denver of all cities. I wanted to get out of state and I, every single job I applied to, literally the job I have now, I applied for in a different city. And then they were like, oh, you're in Boulder, Colorado. Perfect. We're going to keep you there. I was like, fuck. So that was big downer, but also I'm grateful to have a job. So, um, a big upper, I guess. I don't know. Uh, goes both ways. So yeah, I did not want to be here, but here I am. And so far it's been really nice. We have this really cool setup and I basically get my own space. So I I have my own kitchen, living room, basement, bedroom, whole shebang. And then I have roommates who live upstairs. So that's been very phenomenal in the sense where I get my own living space, but I also have the benefit of roommates, which is amazing. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Just moving out. It was also it's weird because when you're in college and you're away from your parents, you always know that you're going to go back like for the holidays or whenever, you know that you're coming back. But when you move out, move out, you don't know if you're coming back. Like you could move anywhere. And while that's super exciting, I also love my grandma so, so much. She's my best friend. So like being apart from her is very difficult. It's funny. Like she has no attachment issue to me and I clearly have attachment issues (laughs) to her, which is probably annoying, but she loves me nonetheless. So yeah, there's an up and down to that too. Um, I really did it for myself in a sense to also challenge like my anxiety because I, I knew that if I stayed comfortable at home for longer, it would have been harder for me to leave. So I'm glad I left when I did and I love it. I've loved being able to decorate. Um, and yeah, so that's exciting. Um, and then what else is new? What else happened to me this year? Oh, I'm, I basically almost hopped into another relationship. So that, that, yeah, I'm such a serial d- dater and I apologize for it. It's not, it's not my best trait. It's really not. But overall, like 2021 was kind of a weird year. Big changes, I would say. Probably the biggest changes of my life, just graduating college and like having to fend for myself as a true adult. That's been the craziest part about it and the most anxiety inducing part about it. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's dealing with that. So kudos to you all. And you're probably doing it better than I am. So there's that, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, I got a new phone. Yeah, I totally forgot to tell you guys. My New Year's Eve was actually pretty not okay, pretty wild. So besides the fight that I had, um, it decided to downpour snow. In fact, it was our snowiest New Year's Eve since 1860-something, which is insane. Um, Again, we needed it, so I'm not really complaining. But the party we were going to was like dressed to the nines, dressed super nice. So I wore this really skimpy like red dress with high-heeled boots and nothing else. And I did bring my jacket because I was like, you can't do that to yourself. You're going to get laughed at and, you know, there's going to be a fire in the building and then you're going to have to stand outside with no clothes. Like, that's just not for you. So I did bring a coat. What I didn't bring was alcohol. And that was super unfortunate because we were told there was going to be a bartender at this function. And then me and my friend showed up and we we're like, where the fuck is alcohol? Luckily, we did find some. So it ended up being okay. Um, 
and my other friend brought like a bottle of whiskey which was i'm like convulsing just thinking about it but yeah that that put us down bad um but it was a fun new year's eve uh they did a whole ball dropping thing and i won't say anything else about that night except a bitch lost her phone literally on the walk home 2 30 in the morning my phone fell out of my coat pocket and i didn't even notice because i was having such an intense conversation with one of my other friends about the night in general and we got back to my place and i was having a serious texting conversation that's the funny thing so i went to check my phone to see what this person had said to me and i was like where the fuck is my phone and so i went on a fucking rampage like tearing my house apart doing the whole uh, just ripping things apart and then i was like yeah i can't find it then i was like oh obviously find my iphone so i used my ipad find my iPhone, and apparently my phone was in front of the bar I walked past. So I was like, okay. So we went back, literally sifting through the snow, sifting. We're like, where the fuck is this phone? Can't find it. So I just give up. I was like, fuck it. I'm fucking tired. I'm drunk. Like, I need to go to bed. Um, I was really depressed because about the conversation, though. I was like, damn it. Like, fuck. So the next morning, it's like 11, we finally wake up, and I was like, hey, hey, dude, you want to go look for my phone? And Austin's like, yeah, whatever. That's a true friend. That's a true friend who, while we both look like homeless people, will go sift through the snow, literally sifting, kicking the snow around, should have brought a snow shovel, didn't even think of it, and didn't find my phone. Did not find it. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't be without a phone, mostly because I have to work with a phone. Like, my work phone is attached to my phone, so I... I was I was desperate. I immediately went to T-Mobile. Thought there was gonna be super long lines, but I was in and out in thirty minutes. Talk about fucking customer service. I just want to thank Travis at T-Mobile on Arapahoe Road. You rock, my dude. Saved my life, by the way. So yeah, got a new phone, a purple iPhone twelve. Pretty excited about it, but technology kind of confuses me. So I'm still learning. And then the very next day, some guy calls Austin. He's like, um, I found a phone, and I was like damn it. Like, I could have filed an insurance claim, but I just thought it was gone forever. No, dude found my phone, so I need to go pick it up at the Punchbowl Social later this week, but yeah. Um, weird night, rough night, but also a great night just because I was I was with my friends, and I was happy to be with my friends, and I was just happy to be celebrating a new year alive and sort of well. So, I don't know about you guys. I hope you guys had a really fun New Year's Eve, and I know this episode was a lot of me talking about myself. And I hate not having a guest. It's way easier to have someone to back and forth with, but sometimes that's not conducive to my or someone else's schedule. And it's hard to push out episodes every single week with a new person. So I hope I didn't talk too much, but I also hope you guys enjoyed this episode and my crazy stories of this past year. And there's probably a million more that I couldn't think of. I was going through my Snapchat memories and I was like, oh, Jesus, Isabel. It was another one of those years. And I think think every year is just one of those years, but you know, you know. Anyways, I'm hoping to have a guest on next week, so stay tuned for that. I have new equipment coming this Friday, and I think that that will really contribute to the quality of these podcasts. So look forward to that, folks. And until then, you know the drill. It's a new year. It's not a new me because it's ginger spice and everything nice. See you guys later.